This is the Trying to Harmonize podcast. <laughs> Welcome. We're bad. Yes. I was just, I was, I was just vibing with the, I was doing jazz harmonization. <laughs> we have deeply, deeply traumatized my cat. <laughs> she is looking at me like, what have, what have you done? What have you done? She's like, oh, See, I'm going jo- like, to join y'all out here. And then we're just like. Yeah, like language, like the English language alone must be confusing and jarring enough for her to listen to. But like, especially if like, I would be like very, very off put as a cat. If I were a cat. I feel that's the closest approximation to meowing though. Do you think so? Yeah. Oh! But, you know, but they're, not, they're not used to that, though. They're used to being like, hey, little moofin' foofin'. Hey, mm. mump, mump, mump. Hey, dingle, dangle, ding, dang. Hey, rabble, dabble, do. Hey, a raspberry pie <laughs> rings, single bingle. Do you think we meow and they understand us in our in their dreams? Like, when, we, when they dream of us, like, we talk cat to act to them? Mm-hmm. Do cats dream of electric dreams? (laughs) No, that doesn't make any sense. I always always wonder that because, like, you know, that we're able to intellectualize, like, okay, like a cat and a dog are different from us, and Mm -hmm. they act like a cat and a dog in our dreams. Yeah, but they, they, I don't think they can like conceptualize things hmm. like language, really. Yeah, Uh, and I I think like meowing is a social thing to them, but not a linguistic thing. Mm. Where they like okay. process like, oh, that meow means that or we, specific or we, thing. Or we move in a way that that acts as language to them. Right, exactly. We move in a way and like our inflection is the same as theirs to where like a meow is yeah. very different from like a meow. Yeah. You know, and it, it all depends a lot on inflection. It depends on body language. It, you know, it's... It's a combination of different. The way we communicate with other people mm. beyond linguistics is, you know, very complex. Yeah. And the the way we communicate with animals is very similar to our non-linguistic skills mm-hmm. with other human beings. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I was just wondering, like, if in our and their dreams, mm-hmm. like we're walking on all fours and like scenting them and stuff, and oh yeah, being cats. Like, because that's the way that they understand behavior, or we, or do we act like ourselves? Mm-hmm. Do we act like humans and do human things that they that they are re, are are used to? Right. Do they have sex with us in their dreams? <laughs> and and then we're the same size, and then we're both, and they're they're the same size as a human. Yeah. Because like I don't think cats can really like also like grasp the like size of things. Sometimes I don't know. I think they probably think that they're the same. Yeah, size like as my us. dick. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, it's it's big, and my cat's like, meow, meow. <laughs> I'm like, no, it is. Trust me, it's real big. Meow, meow. <laughs> and they grow, they themselves in the dreams grow hands and and walk on all and walk on two legs and give give me a hand job. Yeah. Oh, hand, no. hand. <laughs> <laughs> That's the first thing they do if they had opposable thumbs. Is they jack all of us off. <laughs> Finally, I've watched you do it for so long in the corner of your room. Let Kitty take care of you. You've been feeding me for so long. Yeah, watch them think that's a social thing. <laughs> they just watch us do it all the time. It's like, oh, yeah, just jerk them off. Yeah. <laughs> 
when the, when the cats take over, they're going to start by jerking us all off. <laughs> Don't let your cat have thumbs, people. Don't let your cat have thumbs. And also, make sure your cat is locked out of the room before you masturbate. Definitely. Because yeah. it's going to learn. It's going to learn. learn. It's going to think that that's behavior that's acceptable. And also, it's best to never come on your cat. Have no. you ever? Yeah, I've. Yeah. No, I've never done that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You sure? Yeah, I'm pretty positive. Yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> just, just checking. I don't think I could live with myself. I think I would instantly, it would be like the end of um, In Bruges, mm-hmm. where, like, you know, like uh, Voldemort just blows his head off. It's <laughs> 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 just, just like, you know, gotta stick to your convictions. And yeah, that was pretty fun. Blow my head off. Yeah. So, anyway, uh, we're here to talk about. Uh, the animated series star trek the animated series season one episode 11 today mm. the Terratin incident yeah 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 i remember we we watched this a long time ago and we like, did we watched this like six months ago and i took notes on it and i had to go back and like make sure that like all my notes weren't just like a, you know a copy paste from like memory mm-hmm. alpha that i was mm-hmm. like doctoring up and i was like oh no i wrote this all myself yeah which is nice, so. <laughs> yeah I, I had already gone through my entire process and hell yeah. Um, there were some funny jokes that I forgot writing, mm-hmm. which I enjoyed. You were making yourself laugh. Yeah, I was like, hey, 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 this one with the with the yucks. Yeah, the yucks. This guy with the yucks over here. <laughs> um, I mean, this was a pretty funny episode because it was basically uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Yeah, and yeah, kind of like a giantess fetish kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. This, another another or case of um, t- tiny girl fetish, I guess. Yeah, yeah, the the writer's barely disguised fetish coming mm-hmm. out in the thing, but mm-hmm. who knows? Like, it's hard to say because it's like you look at like some media from a long time ago, mm-hmm. and you could definitely track like um, the rise and furries mm-hmm. and basically the existence of furries to anthropomorphic anthropomorphized animals especially like the rescue rangers and other like I mean, sort of like 80s 90s animation really because like you look at like what was really popular back in the the 50s and that was fucking bugs bunny and mickey mouse but was there but was there a a contingent of people that sexualized bugs bunny yeah, when Bugs Bunny fucking put on the fucking the lipstick and the dress and stuff, yeah, the, the CD sure, sissy bunny stuff. I'm not sure if that translated to like a sexual fetish or was it was. Oh, just, are you kidding me? I don't think so. I like don't know, I don't, th- I don't think. Oh, it does now. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> like I don't, like I don't think there's evidence of freedom. Pre, uh-huh. I want to say '90s, early 2000s. You think so? I think so. Okay, that's an interesting take. I, 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 I'm just... Preferries have been around for a long ass time, <laughs> brother. I mean, yeah, the internet has, like, given a lot more, like, space to them, mm-hmm. which is great. Um, but no, no, furry dumb has been... You know, people people have thought they're it animals lived for a long the, time. It lived in the shadows. I mean, yeah, we, we can go back to, like, you know, like, spirit animals and stuff like that. They're, yeah. like, you know, in, like... You know, shaman that dressed up as different animals mm. and things like, you know, there, fur- were, there were speakeasies where furry, like, furrydom is ancient and sacred, my brother. There were like speakeasies in the 1930s where like you would, <laughs> they would go and like be like, "What's the password?" <laughs> Yiff. <laughs> <laughs> 
and then you go in and there'd be like we a got a fursuit made out of real fur <laughs> yeah. yeah i had to trap 49 beavers to make my <laughs> yeah. dog suit yeah just like a be- like a like a fucked up beaver pelt with two googly eyes on it <laughs> and, a, and a dick sheath uh-huh. <laughs> just like and, and yeah but but they go into the speakeasy and it looks like at first like there's like a small bar where like there's like a lone drunk at, at a bar and then like a bartender is like right through the door and then they go through the door and then behind there's like a bumping furry party where all they're all like like rock hard and (laughs) fucking and sucking (laughs) fucking and sucking and and drawn cartoons of like of uh of gadgets uh gadget socket wrench or whatever her name is you you just made me figure out how they could have really improved eyes wide shut (laughs) (laughs) kubrick you know made a good film there yeah i think it could have transpended uh, transcended to his greatest masterpiece had he made the orgy orgies furry in nature yeah yeah, he goes in instead of like wearing those weird Victorian like creepy masks. Like I have just, a couple of them on my wall. Yeah, I think I've seen them. <laughs> like uh, they go in, <laughs> and like the most evil people in the world are just dressed as like as uh, chipmunks and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I I I, I can see that. Mm-hmm. And and then gadget from um from uh from Rescue Rangers. Yeah. Like that's that's what they sacrifice. Like they 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 use some sort of like dark power to to bring forth a real life uh, life size um, chipmunk woman through the void. Like they made a tulpa of her. Like okay. they they wished a tulpa of of gadget into the into existence. Yeah, and then just like killed her and drank her blood and ate her flesh. Yeah, that's pretty cool, dude. <laughs> <laughs> pretty good story, man. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> so I should watch. Uh, I recently watched um, um, Onyx the Fortuitous and the um, mm-hmm. uh, the Onyx Fortu- uh, the Fortuitous movie. I can't remember the name is. I don't, I don't think I know what you're talking about. Oh, uh, you know the guy goes, notice me, Senpai, notice me. Oh, yeah, yeah. He what came. Movie is that? He came out with a he came out with a film. It uh-huh. stars uh, Barbara Crampton and Jeffrey Combs. Jeffrey Combs is in it oh, as, as the villain. Okay, and cool, it has, cool. has some interesting people in it. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, there's a scene where like um, like uh, Onyx the Fortuitous wants to like like Jeffrey Combs plays like a prominent Satanist, mm-hmm. and so he invites five of his of his most devoted followers mm-hmm. to this mansion, and he's actually like tricking them so he can um, the Amulet of Souls I think it's called, and so he's actually tricking them to um, take steal their souls so he can become more powerful. Okay, but he makes them think they're going through some tests to become his next, you know, become one of his devoted followers. Okay, and uh, there's one thing where um, Onyx has to tell his um, his worst um, his his biggest secret to a um, demon in a box, mm-hmm. and the demon's like, "Tell me your secret," and he's like, "Oh, I wrote uh, lots of uh, um, gadget." Uh, gadget from Rescue Rangers erotic sa- uh, uh, fiction on the internet. <laughs> like, and, and there's payoff later where because uh, also there's an early reference to Meatloaf, mm-hmm. and and so it has like I uh, a, a music video of I will do anything for love with Onyx being uh, Meatloaf, mm-hmm. and then he's seducing um, a woman that looks like Gadget and, and having sex with her. That was, rocks, I yeah. was laughing so hard i think everyone should watch that movie it's fantastic what's it called again um let me make sure i'm getting the second part of the name right it's um yeah, you should definitely get it on your server it's really good oh i didn't know i didn't have it you should have told me i should have before onyx onyx the fortuitous and the talisman of souls it's um 
it was like a crowdfunded uh, movie. Okay. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's you know, it's not a perfect movie, but pretty good. It has some yeah. good effect. Has some good effects. It has Barbara Crampton, mm-hmm. um, Jeffrey Combs, obviously. Yeah. Um, has the one girl um, from the Magicians in it. Yeah. What What were you wearing when you watched it? Uh, my underwear uh, oh, yeah. and my Jo joggers. Yeah. Yeah. It gets stinky. <laughs> it got stinky. It get real stinky. <laughs> tell me how they smell right now. Please uh, don't tell me you washed them. Don't Please don't know. tell me you washed them. Please, uh, God, <laughs> tell me you didn't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Never wash them. <laughs> oh, then they really gonna stink. But yeah, check out Onyx the Fortuitous and the Talisman of Souls. It's it's a pretty good movie. It's a cute movie. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Yeah, it's it's pretty pretty good. Cute. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I liked it. Yeah. It is it's funny. I mean, he definitely goes through his like he does his things where he goes, "Notice me, senpai. Notice me." That's pretty fun. Do you uh, what What do you think is the best kind of salad to put raisins in? Actually, a better better question. What's the best use of raisins? Uh, well, salad wise, I think broccoli crunch salad. Okay. Um, I, I feel like I feel like once again, a better use of a dried fruit in there is dried cranberries. Okay, I can I can I can see so, that. So what 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 is the raisin better than the dried cranberry at? Is there anything? Um, I just think yeah. Uh, use wise, like raisins, I think are just sweet. Where cran craisins have mm-hmm. more of like a tang tart. To, yeah, they yeah, got they, some, have, they got some tang on them. Yeah, they got some tang where mm-hmm. it's a more complex flavor and yes, a more a more um, refined refined flavor for right. for for, for, uh, for non British palate. Yeah, non British palate. Yeah, if you want to, if you really want to juice it up, you got to add cran craisins. Instead yeah, of craisins. craisins are like a lot more French. Yeah, raisins. I, Italiano. You know, I do weird things with raisins. I mean, I, oh yeah, you you fuck. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. What, what do you mean you do? Weird uh, I mean, I like, I you just boof, like you boof. I just like to put raisin uh, boof. I take a tortilla. Uh-huh. I put peanut butter. I put right. raisins and a little bit of maple syrup. I eat that. <laughs> that that's it. That's that's not weird. That's yeah, good. That's that's just like poverty food. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I mean, you know, I eat poverty food too. I'm not yeah. rich. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. It's like it's, I, I like raisins a lot. I, I eat them all the time. Why don't you? Eat I actually just bought. Stuff? It's funny you say that because I just bought um, a big ass box of raisins in my car right now. Ah, uh huh. Yeah, that's why I asked. Is because I saw the big ass <laughs> big box ass of, box of raisins. Yeah. In yeah. my in my mind palace, <laughs> you're just, my mind palace, which is actually the backseat of your car. Yeah, it's weird. You're just hiding back there. Yeah, <laughs> I I just I just call it my mind palace. <laughs> I put the I put the box of groceries back there and didn't notice you, and you're just like looking through, like mm-hmm. yes, <laughs> raisins, uh, toilet paper, <laughs> <laughs> so many treasures. Anyway, um, <laughs> so uh, Star Trek the Animated Series, Season 1, Episode 11, 11th episode of the series in its entirety, first aired on November 17th, 1973. Mm. So fucking a little over 40, 50 years ago. Yeah, Just 50 a years. little over 50 years ago. Yeah. The 50th anniversary of this episode was a couple weeks ago, which is crazy. Yeah, holy shit. Yeah. Um, so this one was written by Paul Schneider, 
who is probably best known is the guy who wrote Balance of Terror, mm. which introduced the Romulans, and also the Squire of Gothos, mm. which introduced uh, openly gay people on Star Trek. <laughs> uh, arguably two of the best I episodes. I mean, I think probably the you know first episode introduced the openly gay people on Star Trek. Oh, well, yeah, well, I mean, with, <laughs> with openly bisexual, I think. Yeah, openly bisexual. Yeah, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Um, so I th- I think arguably these are two of the best episodes of the uh, the original series, mm-hmm. and two of the most memorable episodes mm-hmm. too, and two of the most iconic episodes. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, so iconic. Yeah, like um, Strange New Worlds did like their own take on Balance of Terror. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And also, a lot of people think that Q is a direct take up of the Squire of Gothos. Mm. Uh, L- L- Lorraine? No. <coughs> What's his name? Uh, 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 something. Yeah, I can't think of it. Legay. <laughs> yeah. Legay. Uh, before that, uh, Schneider wrote Mr. Magoo episodes <laughs> and a Mr. Magoo movie. <laughs> not the Mr. Magoo movie with Leslie Nielsen. No, no, definitely not. No. That would be cool, though. That would be really sick. Uh, Hal Sutherland was the director of this episode. He directed the entire first season of the animated series. And his leaving at the end of the first season is largely credited as being the end, the beginning of the end mm. for the animated series. It makes sense. Yeah. So we open on a big, weird looking circle in space as the USS Enterprise arrives. Captain's log, Stardate 5577.3. We are approaching the remains of the burned out supernova Arcana. Requested updated survey will begin with measurements of its radiation and volume expansion. Mm. So they're doing surveys on some shit. Yeah, they're doing <clears throat> they're doing just like the normal shit like mm-hmm. they do day to day without when they're not dealing with some like super strange space anomaly or some shit. Mm-hmm. Just like just doing 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 scans, doing little scans. So on the bridge, Spock says Arcana is entering its strongest cycle of emissions. So you know it'd be farting damn just like me yeah yeah you did uh when i fucking when i had your the mics muted playing uh <laughs> wait, did you just do it again no <laughs> dude um so kirk requests a call to starfleet to tell them they're getting to work but ohura says she's getting interference on a channel kirk asks for a source and ohura says it's from cephas more like Bo Cephas. Bo Cephas. Are you ready for the football? <laughs> I ain't William Jr. Now we're ready for the football. <laughs> we got a football in space now, Bo Cephas. <laughs> um, so it came from Cephas, a star that has never emitted this kind of radiation before. Kirk says to put it on speaker. Spock says the signals appear random and could be beyond their capabilities to translate until he figures out it's just one word repeating T E R R A T I N, Teraton. Computers show no information on that word, but Spock says it's not random. It was repeated twice in the same transmission. Mm. Would you Would you check out Teraton if you were captain? Yeah, sure. Why not? Okay. Yeah, that's 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 a good attitude. Sounds like Terrapin, which is like the uh, mascot of the University of Maryland. And that's as, true. As uh, a uh. as a Marylander, like uh-huh. I'd be like, you Terrapins. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Terrapin, <laughs> you Terrapins. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, 
Kirk has Sulu laying a course for Cephas in Bones is incredulous, not wanting to abandon the mapping mission. Kirk says the signal may seem meaningless, but it can't be random. So he wants to check it out. Hey, you never know. It's just like one of those situations, you know, you know, a th- you know, a th- infinite monkeys typing on infinite keyboards, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, it's like if it is just a weird anomaly, great. Yeah. But like it's more likely something yeah you know and you got to check out something Mm -hmm. see what something is uh even if it's a trap a trap so bone says it's a waste of time if you ask him but nobody asks him at all no no one cares no he just says it like (laughs) shut your mouth unless you open it up for that dick leonard (laughs) open up wide baby open up wide leonard damn it that's not till later jim Uh, oh, we're still we're, we're still on the bridge. We're, we're in front of all these people. Do you want them to know our love, Jim? Oh Do you want them to know how I feel? This, this is this is this is so dirty. Friends, I'm so horny. <laughs> I'm your pig. Then <laughs> <laughs> McCoy nasty. Oh, we, should call, we should call him McNasty. McNasty. <laughs> McNasty. Shasta McNasty, his favorite TV show, because <laughs> there's a chance that he did watch it. Totally. <laughs> so they get to the planet, and Spock says the only data is from early explore, exploration, and the planet is listed as Class M with a molten core and a crystalline mantle. Doesn't really sound like class M then. I don't know. I, class M for molten. <laughs> yeah, class M for molten. Yeah, because that's funny. Because like, yeah, when they get there, it's just like there's just like a million things erupting and like a million volcanoes erupting and just like completely uninhabitable. I'm like, this is supposed to be class M. Yeah. Like. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You know, there was that <laughs> giant volcano on that one planet in uh, mm. that one Star Trek movie that oh, was going to yeah. wipe everyone out. Until yeah. But still, like, this was like nothing but volcanoes and no um, true plant life or animals anywhere. Yeah. it's It, it was pretty fucked up. Yeah. Um, so there's nothing on the surface but eruptions, which are absolutely shooting off the planet. They're like huge, huge fucking eruptions. Uh, down on the planet, we see a barren landscape with crystals protruding from the ground and a light beams across to a diamond-capped satellite dish. Back mm. on the Enterprise, Eriks gets the ship in orbit as Spock reports on the satellite thing that just happened, which he calls a disturbance. Kirk asks for details, but there are few. It's faint, and he can't figure out the source. Spock suggests delaying orbit until they can study it a little bit further. Mm. Kirk asks Sulu for a ship report, and everything seems to be working just fine. Eric says the sensors detect nothing abnormal. Kirk calls Scotty and asks if anything is wrong, and nothing, once again. Nothing abnormal. Nothing abnormal. Abby normal. He calls Bones to see if any of the lab animals are reacting strangely, and it's wild to think we'd still be experimenting on animals that far in the future. Yeah, I mean... It's a little weird. Um... Yeah, that's the thing. Like, you know, we see flocks. I mean, the, you know, I mean, this is obviously after flocks, yeah. but like, you know, flocks had like, you know, his a lot of his cures were animal derived. Right. Like, he was a very big believer. Like, flocks was very like holistic medicine type dude. <laughs> like, yeah. Like very natural medicine, which I really yeah. liked about. I like that. I like that take yeah. on. There's a there's a type of cum for every ailment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And so like. um 
But yeah, this was weird to see. Like they just had like you know what transparent mice or something that they use. Like they're uh, yeah, they're like ghost mice in a cage that I'm pretty sure he probably puts up Spock's hole. Yeah, and like yeah, just like puts a little tube, like a habit trail tube in his asshole and makes. Oh him yeah, there. yeah. But yeah. like uh, uh, take take him, Spock. I know you can. <laughs> I know you can, little logic boy. How does that feel? Does that feel logical <laughs> to you? But yeah, these this seem like they're used as sort of like early detection, mm-hmm. uh, like, like, uh, like, which is weird because you think like their their instruments would be finely tuned enough to detect any sort of like change whatsoever, right? And and the um and and the and uh and something that happens instead they seem to use like animals as sort of like a canary, yeah, as a canary in the coal mine type. Situation. Oh, and also, you're telling me that like Captain Kirk. You know, spoiler alert, they get smaller. Mm-hmm. You're telling me he doesn't have like an alert on his like tricorder for whenever his cock gets any bigger or smaller. <laughs> like he needs to. Oh, God, no. Yeah. Yeah. Like, but yeah, it's like anything that would could read anything. But yeah, so the, which is kind of funny because I, because you know, like as we said before, like a lot of these writers, like, you know, Star Trek came at a time where, like, most writers coming to this mm-hmm. um, didn't write sci-fi initially. They wrote westerns. Right. And so this definitely feels like it was, like, um, like something that was reused from a western script, you know, and then said, like, there's gash in this coal mine. The canary's dead. <laughs> yeah. Type, type situation. <laughs> yeah, because that's, that's the way they were conceiving of, like, a lot of the technology and star wars i mean star trek whatever mm-hmm. so yeah <laughs> doesn't doesn't matter doesn't what matter we're doing cares. a podcast about <laughs> fuck it mm-hmm. uh so nurse chapel reports that the halo fish are as bright as ever a species that loses all color at the smallest environmental change yeah. they, they got that canary in the coal mine and it's doing it's doing it's, it's hey, doing the it. canary came back <laughs> yeah, it's, doing um, its, it's doing its job yeah so kirk has the ship go into orbit and eric says sensors show the surface is heavily fractured by lava flows when suddenly a bright light shines and blinds Eric's, who goes, My eye! <laughs> My eye! As though we got a fat cum shot in it. <laughs> no! That's not till later! Oh! <laughs> oh, I wasn't ready for the bukkake blast! <laughs> uh, and then a blast of light covers the entire ship and everyone pauses and glows while some volcanoes explode on the surface as though the entire planet having a prostate orgasm. <laughs> Where would the prostate of Earth be, do you think? Because the, bu- the butthole's in Texas. <laughs> I uh, think Australia. Interesting. Yeah. That's a far away from Texas, brother. It is. I guess I guess the butthole is Texas. I mean, yeah, that makes sense. The butthole has to be in America. Like, mm. uh, so yeah, like it it would be Texas. So mm-hmm. it probably, And that's probably why there's so much oil in Texas. Mm-hmm. That booty juice. that booty juice that booty juice juice, baby (laughs) that's what i call oil is dinosaur booty juice baby dinosaur booty juice up gotta fill my car with more dinosaur booty juice (laughs) (laughs) so after the light ends kirk asks for a status report nahura says nothing much and sulu says everything is operating normally and they're still maintaining orbit Spock says, although reduced in intensity, they're still being bombarded with a signal that the deflector shield is useless against. Bones reports no casualties, and he also reports his love for Spock. Mm-hmm. I, I love you, little twink boy. <laughs> oh, you're, Let's go get those transparent. Yes, yeah, you're all I've got. Get the habit trail going. 
you're all I've got besides my fucking bullshit outdated politics that everyone hates me for. No one even invited me to Thanksgiving, and you have your la-di-da Vulcan holiday around then. So, I, you know, I, I, I spent it alone. I got, I, I, got, I got pretty drunk. I got pretty drunk, Spocky boy, and I got to... Everyone said they were just going to be spending Thanksgiving in their quarters, but then I just happened by the mess hall, and what do I see but a big-ass fucking bird? (laughs) (laughs) And motherfuckers carving it like fucking Charlie Brown. (laughs) Charlie Brown? (laughs) What does that mean? So I'm talking about Charlie Brown Thanksgiving. I, <laughs> I don't remember how they carved They're chicken. eating jelly beans and popcorn and a piece, slice of bread. <laughs> Just one slice of bread? Why? Just one slice of bread? They're feeding it to a fucking dog. <laughs> they can't feed me, save me a plate of jelly beans, popcorn, and a slice of bread. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um... So, uh, Spotty call, Spotty, Scotty calls and reports no casualties, but reports the dilithium crystals are unpeeling like the rind of an orange, and all connections are busted. Kirk and Spock go to engineering to check the damage, and the dilithium has changed, which is wild uh, to them since dilithium is supposed to be very stable. An engineer calls, and I think it's the same guy from the last episode who's played by James Doohan. Mm-hmm. Everyone, everyone's everyone. Jan- James everyone, Doohan. He's, he's the Jeffrey Combs of TAS. He is. He's mm-hmm. just like, you know what? I bet if he was still alive, he'd still be like a Jeffrey Combs type I, character. I'd, ho- I'd hope so. Yeah. I'd love him to be in every trek. He tells Scotty uh, that the tools got bigger, and now they're too big for him to handle. <laughs> Hell yeah. And Scotty's like... <laughs> Oh no! You're talking about your penis. No, that's uh, th- that's very normal with uh, <laughs> aging. I'm sorry, am I? Actually, that's pretty average sized. <laughs> <laughs> At best. At best. Um, Diplomatically, <laughs> <laughs> because you're my boss. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Scotty says, uh, "You sound like you're blathering, man. Wait, I'm coming." <laughs> and I should probably clip that. Uh, Kirk asks Spock, are you slumping? And he replies, I've never slumped in my life, Captain. But I was about to ask you the same. Suddenly they're interrupted as everything in the dining room has gotten big. Mm. The cups, tables, even the rings on women's fingers because marriage is important to young people on a five-year mission away from their families. This is also interesting to me because, like, this is also implying nobody has any sort of body jewelry of any kind mm-hmm. because um, if they were to be shrinking, like if someone had their nipples pierced. Oh, or yeah. Something. Fucking nurse chapel. She's like, <laughs> oh, my clit. It's ripping through oh my, my clit hood. Yeah, it would, it would kill somebody. Like, I don't know if you saw that one movie, um, Downsizing. No. It's uh, with Matt Damon. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, that one was pretty interesting because, uh, I mean, it was a very slow kind of like almost – you know, movie that was kind of like, like a meditation on being small. <laughs> it's just like, but like, yeah. but like they, uh, they, sh- they have to, they shrink people. The point is like they shrink people. So there's more resources for, for sure, people. Sure, so right, like, right. and like they're, and so also people with a, with a, with a model, with a medium income can like be like millionaires. Rich. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They're rich because like their money rich goes a small lot. world. Yeah. yeah. Their money goes a lot further. And so like, um, 
so they shrink people with this method but they have to make sure to remove like all their fillings Mm -hmm. and body piercings and um anything anything like if they had like a like um like a fake fake knee or something anything Mm -hmm. anything artificial in their bodies would not shrink and it would actually make their head explode or something so (laughs) so they made they would have so like there's a scene before they shrink where they're just like pulling all the fillings out of matt damon's mouth and stuff Mm -hmm. it's it's an okay movie okay yeah cool (laughs) um so uh on the bridge ahura reports that the whole ship is growing Spock suggests that maybe and Leon's ev- getting larger. <laughs> <laughs> Spock suggests that maybe everybody on the ship shrunk instead and maybe continuing to shrink. Kirk orders Sulu to use all possible possible power to get away from the planet, mm-hmm. which he thinks is the source of the shrinkage. <laughs> So it's, it's cold the, in here. It's actually the pool. <laughs> <laughs> it shrinked. It shrunk. Uh, on the bridge, a very small Uhura tells Kirk their distress call hasn't gone through. As they don't have enough power to transmit to the nearest starbase, Kirk asks Spock what he's learned about the wave bombarding them, and Spock says not much other than it's beyond complex as anything Spock has ever seen. Scotty calls and tells Kirk uh, that they've replaced all the parts they can, but they'll run out of power soon enough. So everything's fucked. Everything fucked. Everything organic seems to be fucked. You're going to be fucked. It'd be real fucked. So Kirk and Ahura cut down the frequency of hails, and Eric cuts down the frequency of sensor sweeps. He says his eyes can't reach the opticals, so he can't do his job, and Ahura is, like, definitely in this um, position over the controls. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, Very, very doggy style. Doggy. Which is like, you know, I'm I'm not trying to sexualize her. It's just like they drew this shit, and I'm like, they drew Whoa. they drew it while very horny. Oh yes, it was a very horny drawing. Yeah. Uh, she says she can't reach the buttons. She could operate five minutes ago. Yeah. If Emress was in this. Oh baby. Oh baby. You you can. I'm gonna tell you. I would have paused that thing until my fucking <laughs> my M MP4 of it would w- be worn out, baby. Yeah. I come over and you're just like, well, um, my notes stop. When Emrys bends over at the controls, I'm like, it's like why? My, oh, I know why. <laughs> I'm like, my notes are stuck together, and you're like, aren't they on an iPad? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how I did it, man. It's, it's, it's a lot of cum. There was some seepage somewhere and yeah. got into the circuitry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I guess Emrys. You know, we were talking about the furries. You know, I guess Emrys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a very early furry queen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Kirk calls Bones and asks for answers. Bones tells him to come to the lab. So we can we can be alone, Jim. I can show you. Be alone. I can touch your soft, supple lips with my my old hard penis. <laughs> I think we're alone now. <laughs> um so in the lab, Bones says that everybody's weight remains the same despite them shrinking, meaning they're the same number of atoms, so they're super dense. Which doesn't really come into play really not too much. really like no. like uh i thought except that was, their gravity doesn't seem to change too much. yeah like i was expecting like the the fact that they still weigh the same mm-hmm. 
Also, it's like sucks that they didn't get all the fucking like deformed and weird looking. That would be fucking cool. Like they, they get just like compressed. But, but then like, like Eric's becomes super handsome. <laughs> like, oh, that's interesting. Uh, my cheekbones are really coming through now. <laughs> then his face bursts. But, like, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, like uh, I was surprised like the weight didn't help them in any way. They couldn't mm-hmm. find some way to use their weight, except like maybe they they're that's why they're able to press buttons. Right. Because right. like. Like they're able to. They're very dense. They're very dense, and like they're able to put that weight onto the button to actually mm-hmm. press it because like they wouldn't be strong enough otherwise. Imagine so. So if they jerk off, that like really tiny little load that they blow is probably like fucking weighs a lot, man. Like if you <laughs> if you if you like like just collected a lot of semen from these really little guys, mm-hmm. like you could like weaponize it, man. Well, it would just weigh the same. I mean, it would only be effective. I think if they were at that size, yeah. Because I think like if well, it, it would it, still it would still have the same weight as a normal load. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But yeah. it'd be super dense, is what mm-hmm. I'm saying. And so you'd have to collect a lot of it from a lot of little dudes. Mm-hmm. But then, like, I mean, you could use it like concentrate, like a concentrate. You know, you just fucking just like take a dropper of that shit and put it put it in. Mm. Instant pregnancy, baby. <laughs> No, yeah, they're they're smaller and they're able to evade like the greater density. Yeah. I think that's what matters in like a lot of that oh, stuff. Yeah. yeah, it's true. Yeah, hmm. I never thought about that way. You know what? We should, um, if this writer is still alive. I mean, it's fifty years. He's probably dead. Yes, like, I, um, I that he died in like two thousand eight. Yeah, it's a shame, but we'll never get full answers on on um, on the load density mm-hmm. of um, smaller people. Yeah. <laughs> of like of like some people who live in tiny town <laughs> like the thumbelina people <laughs> the ter- ter- yeah yeah um, the territin of tiny town <laughs> so uh the effect is like reducing the space between molecules he says uh, bone says he says he'll never see anything like it again and spock says it's accelerating Suddenly, Nurse Chapel reports that all the animals have gotten too small and have gotten out of their cages and enclosures. Mm. It is funny because, like, yeah, we don't see the animals really pop up too much. Yeah, do you, and do you think, like, Bones' chastity cages come off at this point as well? Yeah, he's free. He's, he, he's now a menace. <laughs> like, oh, crap. Oh, this old cock is going to spread some terror around town. Guess what? You don't have a, you don't have a, a cock cage for me anymore. <laughs> I, yes. I, can, I can live in this cock cage now if I want it. <laughs> it's my little cocoon. It's my little cocoon. I'm going to emerge as a beautiful butterfly. <laughs> a butterfly with a big fat dick. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, uh, suddenly Spock notices something around Chapel's wrist. She says it used to be an arm bracelet, but it's more like a necklace now, which is totally unimportant. Yeah. Uh, Spock points out that although that seemed to remain the same size, the relative size of their uniforms has not changed. The uniforms, she says, are made out of algae-based xenolon. Is that vegan, do you think? It's algae based. Are you allowed to eat algae as a vegan? Yeah, I, th- I think that's alive-ish, isn't it? I think it's. I think it's a sea plant. I think, right? Are you allowed? I think, to eat? I think you're probably thinking of plankton. Uh, no, I, I think I'm thinking of algae. Yeah, algae's grown. It's like a sea plant. Well, it's kind of. It's like a 
bacterial thing. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Is it is it more ethical to eat bacteria or a plant? I switched up, but my phone died, so I can't. No. Good. <laughs> you don't get facts. You don't get facts. Ha ha. The facts are mine. I've got a monopoly on facts. Only feelings allowed. <laughs> Take that, Ben Shapiro. Um... So this is also interesting. In Canada now, we know that their uniforms, at least at this point, are made of algae-based xenolon, Yeah, which is interesting to think about because I don't think they were in, like, the time of Enterprise. No. I might be wrong, but who yeah. knows? I mean, I think it's just something that they made up to to explain why they were, aren't all naked right now. Yeah, but it's canon now. It's, it's canon. They're just like, like someone probably in the writer's room was like, well... If, I mean, if they shrink, like they're gonna they're gonna get too small for their clothes, and mm-hmm. they're gonna be walking around butt ass naked. And he's like, "Okay." I don't um, think there was a writer's room here. I truly believe yeah. that like these scripts were written by individual people. Yeah, yeah. Like they're too different. Like there's no consistency in the animated series at all. No, there isn't. That's why. Yeah, this is introduced in this episode. Like. Mm-hmm. The, the transparent mice are introduced in this episode and, mm-hmm. yeah, and then we never see them again. Never will. No. So Spock also notes that the coral in the fish tank is shrinking, but not the meteoric rock, suggesting perhaps that only organic matter is being affected. Spock, also, he should know this just looking around the ship. Yeah. The ship is not shrinking. <laughs> yeah. Spock postulates that the double helix of DNA, similar in structure to that of dilithium, is perhaps tightening. Got that tight, tight. It's got that gorilla grip. That that DNA gorilla grip. (laughs) Get that gorilla DNA grip. Mm -hmm. So Kirk asks what the limits of the DNA is winding. And Bone says it just stops at some point. And Kirk suggests that we'll perhaps allow them to calculate the limit of their shrinkage. And Bones is like, I've only got three fucking inches to lose in the first place, Jim. (laughs) I can't lose anymore. (laughs) <laughs> uh, Spock begins the process of calculating when they'll stop shrinking on what uh, yeah. but Kirk also wants to know how much longer they'll be able to control their ship Spock says the computer will calculate that then we get a captain's log captain's log start date 5577.7 we will lose effective control of this vessel at the point when we have become one centimeter tall at the present rate we will reach less than a fingernail length in 32 minutes we got 32 minutes on the clock put 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 it on the clock deed, 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 oh yeah deed. Your, your phone's out of battery yeah oh, we don't have that bummer so sulu begs for kirk to let him fire on the planet and kirk is like <laughs> what are we even aiming at yeah sulu is going fucking nuts right now yeah um but the control moves and knocks sulu off breaking his leg which is pretty <laughs> cool so the crew also, like i love the structures they've made mm-hmm. out of what i don't know it looks like driftwood I, I think like like toothpicks or something. Yeah, it was very strange. They're able to make ladders and like and other 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 um just random things, you know, just like they, they climb on. But it's just like, what are they using? Mm-hmm. What what where are they getting wood? Where are they getting twine? Mm-hmm. That didn't make any sense to me. Wow. Uh, like, yeah. 
Bones is, uh, I've, I've got these things called matches for one of these things <laughs> called cigars. I don't know if you heard of them. I smoke my wacky tobacco. Yeah, they're, they're, they're weed cigars, <laughs> marijuana cigarettes, you know. Um, so... Eric's and Kirk try to get Sulu to sickbay, but the electric eye on the automatic door doesn't see them, so they have to open it manually. And that's what they call the automatic door, and that's what they actually called it for a while, like, professionally, the product in the 1970s when they actually made it based on Star Trek. Jesus Christ. It's, it's like a product that was actually basically introduced by Star Trek in the first place, oh. which is interesting. That's cool. Yeah. Um, so... In sickbay, Bone says there are more and more fall victims coming in, which is how do you even run sickbay like that? I yeah, I know. How do people even get there? Also, and also, this part's really funny to me because um, they just introduced a t- uh, ticking clock. Mm-hmm. Thirty, they thirty-two got, minutes. They got to solve this pr- issue, and they're just like, "Well, better get Sulu to sickbay." Yeah, <laughs> it's just like they just dedicate their manpower to nursemating. Um, even though they like, made him a splint. Yeah, they made him a splint. And he's and in a safe enough he's place. In a, he's in a place, and but like Sulu and I mean, not Sulu, um, Spock and Kirk take mm-hmm. time away from like solving the issue to deal with Sulu's problem. <laughs> it's pretty cool. Pretty yeah. great decision making, I'd say. Yeah. So Nurse Chapel wishes they could use their bone healing laser, and then asks if the small one they have for ear bones might work. She gets it, but trips on something and falls into the fish tank. She can't swim, I guess, so Kirk goes to save her and throws a needle, although she might be too dense to swim, come to think Mm. of it. Uh, Kirk goes in to save her and throws a needle and thread in, uh, but she did get the laser, and it seems to work. It does bring up a good point, because it's Mm. like, I mean, they have, like, the density, but I don't think they have proportional strength to... So they're basically way the same, Mm -hmm. but they're not as strong as they were. So they're not like ants or anything. So like they don't they don't retain the same strength. Mm -hmm. So yeah, like um, Kirk pulling her out, it would be him pulling, you know, you know what's Chapel weigh like 120 pounds, Mm -hmm. and he is like at this point how like what five inches, like he's pretty small still. I mean, he was maybe five inches to begin with. Yeah. <laughs> hey. But, penis joke. but yeah, but yeah, they're 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 pretty small right now. So like, I don't think he has like enough strength to pull her. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's something that I just you know just thinking about. Yeah, I don't I don't know if it's pound for pound representative representative strength or not. Mm. Yeah, I don't I think don't it know. is because I think they just I think they're I think the strength matches their size and the size of their muscles but they still have the same density of weight hmm. so so it would <coughs> she would be way too heavy for him to pull out or would they, or would they be like ants and like just be able to yeah carry a ton of their body weight but their body weight is so great so much greater than an ant yeah yeah Except for my aunt, you know what I'm saying? Oh, oh she fat. <laughs> she fat. What's up, world star? <laughs> Um, well, I hope someone got fired for that blender. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, let's see. Spark calculates that in a matter of 29 minutes, the entire crew will stand one sixteenth of an inch high, well past the operative point of ship's controls. Kirk calls Scotty and tells him to get a crew down to the transporter room in order to send him down to the planet. 
By using man-made ladders, the crew manages to get their consoles and use their collective strength to press the transport buttons. Kirk orders Scotty to set automatic return for him in 10 minutes, saying, if there's anything to be found down there, I should be done in 10 minutes. Which is also what he says about eating pussy. <laughs> and taking a dump. <laughs> at the same time. The same time. I, I can get my business and my pleasure done at the same time, baby. <laughs> uh, upon, upon materialization on the surface of the planet, Kirk immediately grows back to full size since the transporter retained a memory of his body's molecular structure and changed it to previously detailed size and shape. Mm-hmm. Suddenly, some volcanoes are exploding, and he sees the light waves, but he's knocked on his ass and has his communicator destroyed by the lava. Lava's scary, man. Yeah. Are you afraid of lava? I was as a kid. Now I know I don't or in, in, would never interact with it anyway. You you kind of work with lava at work. You work with molten metal yeah. all the time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we did have, like, um, like a couple of years ago, we did have a girl... Um, she was uh, running um, the wire. We have these things called strike pads where we like, um, st- like if like the wire is too long, we strike off on it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes like there's like a weird gas mix up with the gas, and and it, so we'll get porosity. Mm-hmm. And the only way to get it out is if we just like run the machine, run it, mm-hmm. and just like let, and just like let the wire just feed out and and melt against the strike pad. Mm-hmm. And so she was just letting it just go forever. Yeah. <laughs> and eventually this thing just like creates a giant red glob on it and it uh, fell down, fell on her foot and burned all the way through her foot. Did she lose her foot? I think she just got a hole burned through it. Damn. Son. Yeah, yeah it, burned th- it burned right through her how, how big was it? Um, I'm not sure how big it is. How big it was. We heard about it. We, they told us about the thing. It was the the details. We didn't get a lot of them, but mm-hmm. they did tell us that, like, yeah, like a glob, a red hot glob, fell on her boot, mm-hmm. burned through the boot, and then burned through her foot. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's a pretty metal dog. That's pretty metal. It's red hot metal. <laughs> So, Kirk suddenly encounters a miniature city, but is beamed back to the ship by the transporter's automatic settings. Upon returning, he discovers that his bridge crew is gone. It's gone. Still normal size, Kirk finds some engineers on the bridge who are still small and asks if they're okay. Scotty says they are, but Big Jim's voice is going to deafen them. He's so big. (laughs) And he's like, oh, look at my cock now <laughs> right now and remember how huge it is <laughs> zip tell the rest of the ship he does that thing in the boys where he just puts them in his dick hole <laughs> <laughs> he starts whispering and scotty says everyone was beamed away kirk opens a channel and threatens the city with all the ship's armaments locked onto his crew uh if he does not immediately uh, return unharmed and he will destroy them which is like genocide for a problem I don't think he understands at all yet no he doesn't he's, yeah I'm gonna burn your whole civilization to the ground I mean I think he's also bluffing I don't think Kirk would actually it's still a bluffing genocide is not a good look no <laughs> um, he, he destroys a rock next to the city to prove his power so cool that probably kills some people <laughs> Yeah. Um, oh, no, there, that, that's, our, that's the equivalent of our Mount Everest. There was people climbing it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
That was a giant rock next to our city. Yeah. People are dead. It has shrapnel. Don't you get it? We're small. We literally worshipped it. That was that was our god. <laughs> it was the Hard Rock Cafe and Hotel. <laughs> Terratin edition. <laughs> uh, so the leader, uh, the Mendant, as he's called, hails Kirk and forbids him to destroy them. He forbids him. Yeah. He informs him that the lightning attack was the only way he could get the full attention of the starship. He says their people, being the same power as Kirk's, don't explain their actions or apologize. But in this case, he apologizes to them. He informs Kirk that their city is being threatened by volcanic activity and their adoptive planet is dying. But their great antenna was buried, and so they had to use their planetary defenses to get the Enterprise's attention. So it was a call for help. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is a good time to talk about, uh, you know, a call for help. Mm. People around you are doing things like starting a Star Trek podcast, <laughs> doing Star Trek memes, making Star Trek merch. Mm-hmm. Maybe uh, talk to them. Talk Ask to them. them if they're okay. Sit them down. Wonder, ask them if everything's like okay at home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or at work. At work. Or everywhere, anywhere. <laughs> Are things yeah. good anywhere? Mm. No. No, not at all. No, except for five hours a week when I get to sit and bliss and talk about Star Trek and farts. <laughs> lots of farts. And lots of farts. Super. Um. So Spock discovers the Terratin narratives to be mutated descendants of a missing early scientific expedition, the survivors of the planet Terra-10. Get it? Terra-10? Terra-10? Mind-blowing, dog. That was a big reveal. That's a big fucking twist, dog. They're not named after the Maryland Terrapins. No, I'm sorry. It's Terra-10. Son of a bitch. So the crew is transported back to the ship, but since the Terratins cannot be restored to the size of their ancestors, they and their entire city are beamed aboard the Enterprise to be taken to a more stable planet. Uh, I mean, you know someone, like, went in there and, like, <laughs> took out their dick. And <laughs> it was probably Kirk again. It was Kirk again. Behold the biggest dick of all time. You crawl into this motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know how it feels to have more than one person inside me. This is the ultimate form of sounding. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the crew is, uh, already got that. Um, the crew is transported back to the ship, but since the Terratins cannot be restored to the size of their ancestors, their entire city's beamed to the Enterprise. The leader shows the appreciation of all Terratin inhabitants by naming all of the Enterprise crew honorary Terratins now and for all time. A lot of good that does. You're on a <laughs> fucking dying civilization. Buddy. I know. That would be funny if Kirk was like, wow, thanks, and does like this, does like jerk-off motion. Like, yes. wow, cool, thanks, Cool, dude. it's like having your plaque up at the local Applebee's for like eating the most apps one night. Like, <laughs> great, super. I'll, I'll hang this place in, a, in, a, in an area where it will give all, get all the respect it deserves, and he just hangs it in the bathroom. <laughs> just throws <laughs> it in the trash. Yeah, throws it in the trash. <laughs> Flushes it down the toilet. Uh, yeah, that's a key to the city to like fucking Cleveland. Like, no one, no one fucking needs that. So Spock says, uh, we came rather close to more than honorary. Kirk, <laughs> uh, Kirk says, I'd say just about a sixteenth of an inch too close. Boom. Got him. Got, got him. him. Fucking 
call it. Uh, so now we get a captain's log, supplemental. The Lilliputian city is to be taken to Verdanus and relocated on a fertile and well-watered plain. Then we'll be able to call the Terratin incident closed. End of episode. Boom. Dang. Bow. Got him. Got him. We got him good. <laughs> we got him so hard, baby. Uh, yeah. what, 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 do you, what do you think of this episode? I would have liked to see them actually be put onto the planet and then, like, all the natural predators of the planet just, like, kill them all. <laughs> that would be pretty fun. Like, they go, wow, this, this world is so beautiful. And, like, a hawk goes, flies down and takes away an, an entire family. <laughs> 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 no, what did they do to us? And then, yeah, then we have, like, little Khan. Mm-hmm. It's like, <laughs> you put us on the wrong planet. Now I will watch you die. As you watched me die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That would have been good. That would have been a good, like, have, have another movie. Mm-hmm. If, if you were really small, what, what mischief would you get into? Uh, it, it's kind of hard to be that. S- Girl, girls lock a room. It'd be kind of hard because I, I feel at that size, you're not able to do a lot of mischief. Why not? Because transportation is hard. Yeah. And it's what, like, what if you're already friends with a raven like I am? If you're friends with, with the raven, with the crows. yeah, like I think you're able to do something. But like, mm-hmm. um, you know, if, if like, because like one sixteenth is like what that big, mm-hmm. so it'd be like, um, yeah, you would you wouldn't be able to really do anything. A raven would probably try to eat you. But Ra- if you're like super heavy and dense, like it wouldn't. It could. It, it may even pass by you because you'd be the size of an ant. So it'd just be like, eh. nah, ants sound tasty to so yeah. crows. I think I think they like mm. bugs and stuff. Yeah, so you might yeah have to watch Bugs out. Bugs and drugs, baby. Yeah, and so I wouldn't. I, I don't think I'd be able to do any mischief at that size. Like mm-hmm. I, I, I would actually. It would be like, honey, I shrunk the kids. Yeah, where I'd be like running from danger, like mm-hmm. every, like benign things, like would be like uh, be da- super dangerous to me, and mm-hmm. um, uh, like a lawnmower, like someone mowing their lawn, or someone sitting down or throwing a shoe, like that would be that that would be a hell to me. And I'd be like, I wish I was normal size. <laughs> make me a big boy, please. <laughs> someone make me a big boy. Please, please. Yeah, I feel that. Part of the cherry tomato boys. <laughs> but I mean, like, yeah, like, fucking food would be so cheap. Oh, yeah. Think about that. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's like, as I was saying, like, downsizing. Like, you could, you could eat a bean. Yeah. Like, you could just eat a bean as a meal. A single bean. A single I, fucking bean. I think a single bean would last you, like, a week. Yeah. If not more. Yeah. And Mr. Bean lasts you all year, baby. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Rowan Atkinson lays in some fucking dick. He lays in that big British dick. We'd have we'd have him uh dried and dead in, in a in a smoke sh- in a smokehouse. Yeah, we'd and we'd uh we'd turn him into jerky. Mr. Yeah, Bean. Yeah, and then like have like have like um really tall like uh skice that we would then like reach up and then like cut a little piece of piece of mr bean off and be mm-hmm. like this will feed us for months <laughs> I, was, I was more talking about watching the show oh yeah okay so not not drying him in a smokehouse and eating him not necessarily huh. i mean i i like i like i like your idea mm. um i think we should workshop it a bit so, you know just have, have some have some maybe, nice, maybe, nice dry smoked mr bean maybe maybe talk to your you know doctor about <laughs> it. um 
Yeah, but dry, dry cured, uh, Maybe Mr. Bean. That would that would, mm, that'd be so good. Maybe your parole officer. <laughs> um, be so tender and you know have a little bit of dry and be a little bit a little bit of saltiness to him. A lot bit of salt. He's British, brother. Yeah, he's he's, he's, he's pretty salty. Oh, I bet. I bet he tastes like fucking smoked cod. Mm. I can dig that. <laughs> no, you can't. You're vegan. That's you right. Couldn't be. I like I like I like vegan smoked cod. There's no such thing. There isn't. No one does that. That'd be cool, but no one does that. Barely but, anyone makes regular smoked cod. I will say this episode did make me want to go rewatch Honey I Shrunk the Kids because I used uh-huh. to watch that movie all the time. Have you ever watched the TV show? Because I got that no. on the server. No, I've not. Yeah. Wow, I should watch that. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember watching Honey I Shrunk the Kids, but I do feel like you know how if you revisit like a movie from your childhood mm-hmm. um you know that especially one that was heavy on special effects and you mm-hmm. rewatch it now and then you all you can see is how bad the special effects were right and that at the time they looked amazing mm-hmm. like the part where they're in the in the um and the and the uh, outside and among all the tall grass and stuff i thought that was really cool yeah it looks terrible now yeah, I, I got. I, I can't imagine. I haven't seen it since I was since I was very young. So yeah, mm-hmm. I think watching it now, I think it would, it would tear my mind apart. <laughs> how about how about a movie about a, a guy who eats his own cum and it's called Honey, I Drunk the Kids. <laughs> <laughs> Rick Moranis stars again, and he's like, "Oh, I know you wanted to have kids, honey, but it just looked like such a tasty load." It's like it's just that video of the monkey drinking his own pee, but it's just like Rick Moranis just like cranking off into his mouth. Yeah, you ever eat your own cum? No, I have not. No. Bummer. Yeah. It's pretty pretty tasty if you have a nice diet. Okay, cool. Right. I eat I eat garbanzo beans and rice. <laughs> so it probably tastes like a healthy shit. Hell's yeah. 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 Uh, do you do you eat it with any spices mm-hmm. or any fruits? Yeah, I uh, I put um um like a no chicken stock cube uh-huh. on the water sure. and um and then i add some turmeric garlic powder right uh onion powder uh-huh. um some salt pepper sure keep going i'm almost uh, finished basil thyme <laughs> and then i and then i put in some um veggies and then i put the right put the rice in and the beans and then I just like let it sit you sound like you making a gumbo, friend. <laughs> well, what gumbo. kind of gumbo are you making over there? Ooh, I'm making the I'm making the vegan gumbo. It's not a real gumbo. Everyone hates me. They chase me out. I'm a, I'm a pariah in my own community. I ain't got no butter for my gumbo. I made a bad gumbo. They, I made a I made a gumbo that's an abomination to the gods of gumbo. <laughs> They look at me, they spit on me when they see me. They call me a pariah. They say, you Philistine, your gumbo is inferior, and I don't want you on my land. We ought to put all your types of people up in a building and bomb it. I'll make my gumbo in secret, See, open to attract like-minded individuals who crave a vegan gumbo. I'm deep in that swamp. I'm making it, and people, word spreads. People come all across the land. They come across from, from foreign lands. They hear about the vegan gumbo in the swamp there now. But I tell them, get that there swamp. You get that swamp gumbo, it's vegan. I, 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 put, I put only the finest swamp vegetables in that. Ain't no gumbo without no vegan gator sausage is what I say. <laughs> Vegan gator sausage. And they, they, they don't make no vegan gator sausage. That's the point. A lot of people say the vegan gum, vegan gator sausage 
you know, it's just tofu that I dye green. Yeah. And I, I call that I call that gator. gator you put sausage. the ridges on it. I put, put the, the ridges. ridges I put the ridges. And it rib like a condom. And I, and I t- and I tell them it tastes just like real gator sausage. And they're like, no, it don't. It just tastes like tofu. You die green, <laughs> you motherfucker. And I'm like, all right, okay, okay. Now, you got me. You got me. You, you got, got me. You got, got me. You got me. Dead to rise. Dead to rise. But dead not dead to wrongs. Not dead to wrongs. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> But I said, as I said, there's some like-minded, you know, sick individuals out there who, who, who wake up in the morning and say, like, I wish I had a vegan gumbo, but I make it, you know, I, I'm off the beaten path. You can't find me. No, you can't find me in any yellow pages. Oh, I'm off the beaten something, all right. <laughs> I'm beating off in that gumbo because yeah, I'm, I'm vegan, so it's vegan. Yeah, it's not really technically animal product, you see, y'all. Yeah, so I, I'm giving my consent for it to be eaten, so it, it's not, it's vegan. Sure. <laughs> this has been Bobby Flay. This has been this has been Gumbo Talk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So, what do you think of this episode? Yeah, it was alright. Yeah, it was fine. Yeah. For for being written by the guy who wrote like two of the best TOS episodes, it should have been better. Yeah. And it may have been better in long. He probably wrote it in an afternoon. <laughs> he, I mean, I, I feel like he wrote it as a TOS script and yeah. like retooled it after it never made it on TV. Yeah, that's, that's possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I... it it wouldn't have made sense really to make it on TV at this time. Like the special effects would have been ridiculous to make enormous set pieces. Yeah, they that that's the thing. They probably he probably did, and they're just like, "Are you insane? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you want like we have like no budget already, and you right. want us to make a giant buttons? Yeah, like you want four to... set pieces of it? Yeah, you want us to make a giant Enterprise and a mm-hmm. giant chair? You want a giant chair? Mm-hmm. Fuck you! Yeah. <laughs> like you're not, you're not getting like, shit. I just want a giant mommy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I remember where I grew up. There was like a guy who built a giant chair, and it was it was a huge ass chair. It was like mm-hmm. for a giant. He just built it. And when you it. say where I grew up, do you consider it like where you lived the longest in your youth, or where your penis got the biggest? Mm. That's, again, Britt, this is not something I think about ever. <laughs> you, you ask me these questions, and I'm like, I I don't know if I have an opinion on this. <laughs> like, I'm just like. This is a thought that has never crossed my mind. <laughs> All right, sicko. All right, sicko. <laughs> ah, yes, yes. Um. <laughs> I guess where I grew up. <laughs> You're looking for the answer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so where you spent the most time? The, the- Spent the most chi- time as a child, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> when did you first learn about foreskin? Uh, probably when me and my friend were peeing in the, in the same toilet together. Nice. And he was uncircumcised. And I was like, mm-hmm. what the hell? Yeah, and you're like, let me... Can you open that up? <laughs> daddy stick it in. And it's like, like you're you're seven years old. Why are you calling yourself daddy? And I was like, that's cool as hell. Yeah, and right. I didn't say that. I was just like, it look, it looking like a wind sock. That's pretty cool. <laughs> just flying in the wind. <laughs> <laughs> and you know your uncircumcised penis looks like a candle in the wind. <laughs> Yeah, I had a, I had a, I'm not sure if he was a friend or not, but he was just like a weird guy I knew in high school, mm-hmm. and he was just like, and 
like he was just like yeah like uh we're, he's like are you circumcised I'm like, yeah and he's like can i see it i was like no can i taste it <laughs> see see you never you never say yes to something like that because he's looking for the door there it's like the yeah. guy there used to be a guy who hung out at goth night mm. who would like always compliment people on their shoes right mm. They wanted and to suck them shoes. Exactly. Yeah. Like uh, after a couple like compliments, like he'd ask to like lick your shoes and suck mm-hmm. your shoes and shit. That was his thing. Mm-hmm. And it was weird. I let him do it once, and I'm like, no, I'm not really into that actually. <sighs> See, I don't know. That's that. You know, those shoes are outside and walking around in Seattle. Yeah, and I that, feel that, there's. I, I I think I think that was kind of the fascination why I let him do it in the first place. I'm like, mm. these are dirty ass shoes, and he's gonna fucking lick them. Like. Like you do know what the streets of Seattle are, and especially Capitol Hill are like, so, uh-huh. don't you? <laughs> right, and like, it, it was right on Capitol Hill. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, what Mercury Lounge or whatever? No, no, no. This was at uh, the Baltic. Oh, Baltic. Yeah. And so. There, yeah. yeah. So like, yeah. I mean, there's just pee everywhere, dude. Like. <laughs> pee everywhere. Pee pee everywhere. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I like, I, like, I, like. That's why I could never do anything like that because, like, it would instantly set off like all of the alarms in my brain. That's like I'm like I'm going to w- have like I'm going to wake up with a disease. Yeah. Like licking licking the shoes, uh-huh. <laughs> the dirty shoes of someone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I am featric toey, but I have limits. You do. <laughs> you like them? You like them outside the shell? Yeah. <laughs> I like I like them like that. I like them pistachios. You gotta take the shell off first. Yeah, you got you got you gotta take the shell off. Oh yeah, Jim. <laughs> Let me see them bunions. <laughs> yeah, you worked a hard day, Daddy. Daddy wants to rub them feet, doesn't he? He does. Yeah. I mean, I. Daddy I, wants to stick his dick in between them feet, doesn't he? He I, does, Jim. <laughs> He does. I tip my hat to the extreme foot guys like that guy. Mm-hmm. Like I do. Like I like more power to him. Yeah. Yeah. So what's your favorite foot guy? Favorite foot guy? Is it Dan Schneider? Was it, what was his name from Nickelodeon? He was a foot guy? The the guy who did all those those shows. Yeah, he was famously a foot guy and he mm. took pictures of like a lot of kids feet and shit yeah i did hear he was a creep because i um listened to um, i'm glad my mom's dead right right and right. uh she briefly talked briefly about her experience with him and how he was like plying her with alcohol when she was like 15 cool and um she he played the manager on good burger i never actually seen good burger excuse me yeah good burger 2 just came out and i need to put that on the <laughs> Uh, but, you should watch Good Burger at least one, maybe two. I haven't watched it yet. I can't comment. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I know what the guy looks like. I've seen because he was, like, featured in a lot of different things. <laughs> featured. Featured. Like, feet, featured. But, yeah, I did hear he was a creep. Like, yeah, I listened to him. But my mom's dead. And he, he was just, like, getting her drunk um, and uh, trying to take advantage of her. I'm like, yeah. And then there's, like, other stories. But, no, I mean, he was he's, like, a dark foot guy. I'm not. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't play with dark foot guys. He's yeah. He he wears the black socks. <laughs> yeah. He's not a white sock kind of guy. He's not a, yeah. I, I I consider myself a white sock, mm. and um, yeah. We don't we don't we don't talk about the dark socks. No. Yeah. Like uh, we like we like benevolent foot guys. Like that. Like even though like like that guy in the goth club, he he's probably a white sock. I mean, he seeks consent. He does. He's he does. Ex- oh, he he's, an, he's, an ex- he's an extreme. <laughs> 
white sock. He's though. like almost a gray sock. Yeah, he's, he's a, kind yeah. of a gray sock. Let's yeah, be honest. Yeah, he's he's a gray sock. Oh, or maybe yeah. a red sock. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He he lives in the space between. He lives in a world where um, conventional human morality is uh, is out the window. Like right. he is. Like he he is a creature of chaos. Right. Like right. he is he's he's a truly neutral. Like he's chaotic neutral. Mm-hmm. And you know like. I guess, like, as a white sock, you know, I have to, um, you know, let him go by. Like, I, I, yeah, your foot alignment is like, yeah, you know, good, lawful good. Yeah, I'm a, yeah. I'm a very lawful good foot guy mm-hmm. and like white sock. And yeah, right. and so, yeah, like, I should make a foot alignment chart, <laughs> make that a shirt. And so, yeah, like, yeah, I avoid dark socks at all, at all. Um, mm-hmm at all costs like yeah like dan schneider i don't fuck with him mm-hmm. like i would not talk feet with that guy no. like i feel i could talk with a gray sock like mm-hmm. we could we could exchange ideas about feet mm-hmm. but yeah like i could not cross into the gray sock territory that's 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 beyond my um my uh my capacity do you think bones is a gray sock white sock or black sock oh i bet it is (laughs) i do feel like i do i I think he probably would be a gray sock yeah yeah he was he's definitely a gray sock right right, like i i can see him like a gray sock would do something like stealing someone's shoes when they're not looking or going or going or going through someone's hamper Mm -hmm. And it's not like affecting them directly, like whereas a gr- wow. as a as a dark sock would forcefully like force themselves on someone's feet, you know, like Dan Schneider, yeah. like a gray sock. He's, it's he's doing- more like uh, you wake up in sick bay, and he's like, "Oh, I uh, I took the liberty of taking off your socks for you. <laughs> yeah. I uh, I then, put them in the drawer over there. You would, and then they would be perfectly folded. Yeah, and and, they're, and, they'd and be- perfectly smelled. <laughs> yeah, be- some of his nose hairs on it. Yeah, it's it's something that's like." you know sort of weird but not altogether like um like malevolent right and so it's like it's it's pretty it's like it's it, and he's not uh, touching anyone physically even mm-hmm. though it's, it is very strange it is um so yeah i would i would imagine he is a gray sock but i i don't even think he would like take the socks off of someone i think he would just go through their hamper mm-hmm. or like steal their shoes I think that's a great place for us to leave it. <laughs> I'm putting a lot of thought into this. Yeah, yeah, yeah you are. Yeah. You're going to be thinking about this all night. That's yeah. why I fed you the fucking Red Bull. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be like, I'm going to, I'm going to be. I, I dropped a, a Rhino XL 369 in there. <laughs> so you're going to be thinking about feet all oh, night. Oh, no. You're gonna be like putting like different characters in the foot alignment chart. And, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna have I'm gonna have the Charlie board. Where <laughs> it's kind of, I'm gonna have like every, everyone's um, alignment based on what kind of foot guy they are, what kind of sock they wear. Yeah, what kind of sock they wear? Are they the dark sock, the gray sock, or the white sock? Yeah, or the red sock. Or what, what, is and you red... can and you can have different types of white. I feel socks a red. Too. I feel a red sock is is worse than a dark sock, probably. I feel it, that's. I feel that's it, like a. Serial I feel like killer. red is like chaotic neutral. Okay. Right. I thought gray socks were more chaotic neutral. I think those are like true neutral. Mm, okay. Yeah. Okay. So you think like what would a red sock do? Red sock. Uh, 
<laughs> as far as foot stuff goes, they'd like, you know, fucking, they would like just go into a room and dump a ton of water on the floor mm-hmm. in hopes that everyone would have to take their socks and shoes off. Oh, uh, okay. You know. So they would, they would, they would manufacture situations that would make people have to take their shoes or socks off. Correct. And, and then like leer at their feet. Yes, 100%. Okay. Whereas Bones would be like, well, uh, the situation calls for looking at feet. So <laughs> I, I guess I have to do it a lot like in my he, line he, of work. Like he would perform like like a podiatrist-like style um, um, examination. Mm-hmm. And it would be like on the level of of podiatry, like it yeah, would, on, yeah. on surface level, it would. But he would also be thinking about it. he put it be putting it right in the spank bank. Yeah, yeah. Like, computer he, record. Uh, do you mind if I record? Yeah. Computer <laughs> record this now. I got to need it from under the goes, Um, but then like I guess like kind of like this kind of like the next level to the red sock would be like, you know what I think. Um, I'm gonna need you to step on this cake. (laughs) (laughs) It's a medical cake. It's a medical cake. I I just want to get an impression of your foot for 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 some inserts for your shoes. (laughs) And then he eats the cake (laughs) (laughs) when they're gone. But first, he actually makes the uh, the the mold of the feet and yeah. uh, eats eats that he made makes, out of cake. He, yeah, he makes the mold. He makes two molds. He makes the thing mold for the what he said he was going to do, and mm-hmm. then he has the other mold to lick, and then he eats the cake. <laughs> Love to see it, don't we, folks? Love to see it. I think I think we've really like I think we've tapped into something that's not talked about a lot. The foot alignment chart. The foot alignment chart, and I think I think it's a true chart. I think this is right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think we're on to something. This is this is the new <laughs> astrology. <I> th- <laughs> Move aside, star signs. We've got something else for you. Yeah, I, I'm glad. I definitely feel like I am a white sock. So cool. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> cool. Excellent. Are you a white sock premises? <laughs> yes. <laughs> a good place to stop it you know yep. we gave people something to think about i think so yeah cool. everyone's going to be thinking about about feet you know everyone's always thinking about feet baby mm-hmm. you know what they say everything <laughs> is about power except for feet mm. okay feet is about feet mm. <laughs> all right <laughs> all right well thanks for checking with us soy boys girls and worldly beans Hang dong and shocker.